Hey guys, welcome into College Sportscast. We are going live this afternoon and we are going to do our weekend wrap up show, live chat show. If anybody, any fans or anybody wants to jump on with us and talk about yesterday's actions. So uh, I've got Jason Harrison on with me as of right now, and there should be a few more coming as we go. So, hey, Jason, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep, I can. What do you think about yesterday's college football action? Kind of crazy day yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was real crazy, man, man. My picks, I looked like I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> that's how the football guards are sometimes you know that's why you gotta play the game that is true that is true you know uh yesterday was just kind of one of those wild and wacky days you know we got a guy on here john roberts he'll probably be on with us in a minute and he's always talking about chaos there he is he's yeah. coming on right now <laughs> he's always talking about chaos for the college football playoffs and yesterday was one of those days where you know, there was a little bit of chaos going on. John Roberts, are you with us? Yes. I was just talking about the chaos yesterday in the college football world. So we almost had just a mass amount of chaos. Yes, but it was only just a little bit. Yeah, but it was close, man. I mean, you know, Michigan won by a field goal. Um, TCU won. won by a field goal. Um, Georgia didn't look all that great against Kentucky. Kentucky had some chances yesterday, to be honest with you. Ohio State didn't look great yesterday against Maryland. I mean, they both pulled them out. But, I mean, you take the top teams yesterday and hardly any of them looked great. Oh, yeah. it was uh, It was one of those days where it was like – Survive in advance is what they were doing. Right. And which is which is all great. I mean, as long as you win the game and stay, you know, undefeated or, um, you know, for TCU and, and Michigan and Ohio State and Georgia, staying undefeated was most important. Right. Yep. Yeah. But they the, all kind the of The biggest shock to me, the, yeah, the biggest shock to me was Tennessee. I did not expect that. Oh, yeah, that. Just I did not boat race. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. It was Tennessee, you're right. They got boat race yesterday, and that was a shock. Yep, yep. That was a shock of all shocks. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm getting. So, what quarter did Hendon Hooker get hurt in? It was. It had to have been the second or I mean the third or the fourth because I was. I had to leave to go my, my daughter was on a uh like a debate trip and uh i had to go pick her up they were they were coming in at like you know 9 30 last night and when they did um i had to go down and pick her up and and so when i left it was like a one score game and when i came back south carolina had doubled up uh and doubled up Tennessee at that point. I came back and it was sixty-three thirty-one or something oh, yeah, like that. I know. Yeah, I did the same. So I was on and the score was like 
41 to 31 or something like that. And Tennessee had the ball, and I thought, well, they'll probably come back. And I flipped back to it, and and they were fixing to score and go up 63 to 31 or something. I was like, wow. Right. Yeah. That was was something that wasn't expecting to have happen there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a wild and crazy day in the Tennessee game. Um, you know, I know they still just have the two losses, but that is a really big it's loss. A bad one. Yeah, it's I mean, a it's a one. bad one. I I don't know that they can get in now. What do you think? Uh, <clears throat> a lot had to happen. A lot had to happen. That top, those top four teams gonna have to lose. I don't. Well, I think I the top that, I six. Or, I think the top six or seven will have to lose for Tennessee to get in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like right now we're looking at just one SEC team, but what that did is that opened the door for the Pac-12. It that's did basically what it did. It did, so and for the it, ACC possibly. Possibly. So possibly. you'd have to figure out which you know who you want. Do you want the Pac twelve or do you want the ACC, depending on what happens in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, so uh, but here's my question. You was talking about eliminates the SEC. So five through eight on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Is there gonna be three SEC teams in five through eight? You'll have two S well, let's see. In five through eight, yep. you're gonna have two. You'll have two SEC teams in five through eight. So is maybe depending on where Tennessee drops to. But, that's what I'm saying. Is Tennessee yeah, gonna fall yeah. to eight, and then you got LSU and Alabama at six and seven? Well, Man. I would imagine so. I, I, I think Alabama, yeah, Alabama would be uh, by default would be a little higher, in my opinion. The problem uh, is, is how do you have Tennessee? Above Alabama or below Alabama, right? I I know. How do you have them below? The bad loss. I would say the bad loss. But then you also have Tennessee below LSU, and Tennessee beat LSU. Correct. But LSU also won their division. Right. So that's the other thing. Right. There might be two losses versus one. uh, but yeah, everybody has two losses now. So except for but Georgia, what's going to be yeah. what's going to be really fun is when A and M beats LSU next week, and <laughs> when uh, yes, watch this, watch, yeah, watch it, call, yeah, watch it, already called it, watch it, watch it now. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, the I would I would be calling Auburn over Alabama if that game were in Jordan Hare, because I would I would I would strongly believe that it could happen. Right. If that was the case, I don't truly believe I would be laughing my rear end off if it did, but it's not something that I truly believe would happen. And that is just because Auburn, uh, Alabama is just not, they're not good on the road and, but they're much better, or they're at least you know fairly decent at home. And I just don't think that they would. Right. I don't think they would lose like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I agree at home. with you. I just yeah. don't think they would do that at home. I don't. Think I agree with you on that. It, it'd probably yeah. be a tough game for them to win at home. I mean, away Auburn will. Yes, because like the way that the way that they've been trending on 
So I told you that they would win at Ole Miss because Ole Miss just doesn't have a big enough – they don't have a big enough stadium. Right. You know, that was the reason why I said they would win at Ole Miss. I was like, it's not even a big enough crowd. Right. I said they might be loud or whatever, but it's not big enough. Um, and they ended up having a pretty decent, you know, showing. They didn't have the uh, the, the the mental – the tons of mental mistakes that they were doing, On you know, prior to, games. you know, yeah. but, you know – the LSU, Tennessee, and Texas games, you know, they were, I think they had somewhere in the neighborhood of around, I think they were averaging about 12 penalties at for like 120 yards. I was going to say 15 ish. penalties. Well, they were, they were between 12 and 15 on each of those. Yeah. I think, uh, those, those three well, games. One right of them, there. they had 17 or 18, I think, didn't they? Right. Yes. I but I think the others, I think they had like 10 or 11. Right. So. Anyway, so they were right around the 12 to, to 15 range as far as the amount of penalties and somewhere right around the 120 or so yards penalties. And I, I would I would have uh, bet that, you know, that game being injured here, then I would say that go ahead and chalk up 12 or so penalties for about 120 or so yards, you know, uh, and that they would miss. All the boneheaded mistakes. Right. That team would make every one of them that they would normally that that you wouldn't normally see, but that they had made in those other three games. Mm-hmm. Um, but with it being in in Brian Denny, I just don't think they're going to they're they're going to make those mistakes. And Auburn's not good enough to beat them without them beating themselves halfway. You know, the other half of the game. So, mm-hmm. um, and and you yeah. don't fully believe. That Texas A&M is going to beat LSU, do you? Uh, I actually, I actually think that this would be the funniest thing that would ever happen. <laughs> I mean, and I I'm think not that saying I, it I, I can't that, happen, but you know, Jason, what do you say about that? You don't fully believe that, do you? Man, look, um, <laughs> do you think Arkansas is going to do what they did last last weekend? Uh no I didn't no I so, didn't think there we that go. I didn't think that so I mean I didn't think Arkansas was gonna do what they did last night yeah that's uh, what I'm saying that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. they were gonna do so, what they did last night yeah so you 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 don't think that but like I said you never know that road that road is just tough hey, you know how it is nobody SEC, nobody tough. was calling nobody was calling Baylor last week <laughs> at all at and, all and and I, <laughs> I sat there and I said I think Baylor will will win because of the you know again the chaos issues. Mm-hmm. I said I, I'm picking them for chaos, and I mean, Dagon Brooks, fire drill field goal unit. You know, you, you're right. Now I'm thinking about okay, what about this Michigan Ohio State game? The loser drops to what, and how does that impact the SEC? Well, so you got a bunch of two lost teams in there, and I would think the mm-hmm. loser of the Michigan Ohio State game would stay above them myself, but it might not happen. But, you know, if they're, if they're at, if they're at six, seven and eight with some two lost teams, then I would think the loser of the Michigan Ohio state game will stay five or above. I just think that the, uh, I think that the, the big 10 is not all that great. And when you're looking at what the West looks like, I mean, the wild, wild west. Yeah, the west. How bad it is. Um, 
the East is, you know, okay. I mean, you're you're looking at Ohio State and Michigan, and then and Penn State. You know, Penn State's got what two losses? Right? right. They've got two losses. Yeah. Which uh-huh. are to both Ohio State and Michigan, right? Right. And the uh, the two losses. So. Yes. Um, but it's just. It's none of come down to these final like, weeks. None of those teams seem like they're that good. Like in the in, no, I agree with you. The the bottom half of the Big Ten is is really terrible. I mean, even the top half. I mean, even even Ohio State and Michigan. I don't know how good they are. That's why I would. I don't know if I can put both of them in there because I don't understand. I don't know if they are that good. So how good is USC and Clemson? And you guys. Okay, so. Here's my take. Right I, I don't think I don't think that there's a good I don't think there's a good number three and number four. I mean, like honestly, mm. like it's it's Georgia and then everybody mm. else. Yeah, it doesn't matter how but close you can get. To you know Georgia, how that goes. It's, just, it's Georgia and everybody so else. Here, and I don't. Here's my take on Clemson. Clemson might still have a chance if on Tuesday they are ranked above Tennessee. And maybe Alabama. Yeah, but Clemson's but Alabama got how many passed losses? them last week. How many losses is How many losses is Clemson at? One. Clemson is ten and one. They're ten and one right now. They're up two yeah. spots. Of course, Clemson still has then a they, shot. Then they, then they, then they will be ranked above Tennessee. I think if they're above Tennessee, they may still have a shot at making the top four. But you got LSU at number six right now. You got LSU right. at number six. Right. And Clemson at number seven. You got USC right at five. And so I would imagine if the losers of Ohio State and Michigan would drop no farther than five. That's what I right? would think. Or, you know, the, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I would think. Because um, they're, they're, they'll be the a one-loss team, and I would think that they would be a one-loss team above USC at this point, but maybe not. Mm. They might fall below USC and fall to six. Well, what if everybody loses and Alabama slides in there? <laughs> that it's possible. Ooh, it's, it's, well, Alabama got to hope that LSU beats Georgia. Yeah, I just but don't think. But that's not Alabama doesn't Alabama. deserve to even be up in there. They lost to LSU. They lost to Tennessee, and both of those teams are up in there, and both of those teams deserve the spot over Alabama. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, a couple of teams get hit, knocked off here and there. They'll put Alabama in there because of their name. I don't care. Yeah. I, to me, <laughs> they don't deserve to be there. They lost to LSU and So is Tennessee. that the is that the chaos that I really need is is to have Alabama be in the in the final four? Oh, because Brad thinks they don't that's, deserve to be there. Well, that's they the don't. reason why I'm saying that that's the chaos. And, and, that if, if we were expanded, right? because, if it was expanded this year, Alabama would be number six. Yes. If it was expanded this year, well, they would be a but solid. It, they'd be a solid. They'd be a solid end. Yeah, yeah, so it would be in, in a, if it was expanded yeah. to twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Since we're on that topic, did anybody see how the Patriots won their game just now? I just saw that man. On Insane, man. Turn. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I had the game on and was not actually watching it. I had to rewind it to see what happened. I'm looking at everybody celebrating. I'm like, wow. Special teams. But the Jets played a great game, defensive game. Oh, was that the was that a, a punt block that was in yeah, the end zone? It was a punt return on the 
Oh, final play, return. one of the final plays, yeah, with like under. Oh, okay, because I saw seconds. I saw them celebrating the tu- I saw them celebrating the touchdown. And I was like, that was a fumble. They thought they had a fumble off a sack, but he was ruled down. Oh. oh, okay. But I didn't. I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. I just had the game was going, but mm-hmm. it was not like my number one priority. I actually was just on a a, a podcast going into this this podcast where I did promote this podcast. Uh, it was more of a like a, a movie entertainment podcast. Right. So cool. <laughs> cool. Good deal. Yeah, man. Good so yeah. you know um the pack the pack twelve I think what yesterday did open the door for the Pac twelve. I mean with USC winning um and Michigan Ohio State having to play each other USC has a legitimate shot at making the college football playoff, in my opinion. Yeah, but then Notre Dame's going to beat them next week. Well, you know, they got to win out to do and, it. And Oregon, and no, Oregon Notre State, Dame Oregon, is pretty high. Oregon State's going to beat, and Oregon State's going to beat Oregon. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying, about saying my chaos. If, I'm saying if they win <laughs> is what I'm saying, here's Robert. Our, here's, here's my chaos. I'm just telling you where my chaos is coming from. So. Oregon, Oregon State beats Oregon because it's at Oregon State this year, and it's weird, weird shit happens there. And then um, uh, USC loses to Notre Dame because, I mean, hell, who saw Clemson losing to Notre Dame? So why can't Cle- why can't Notre Dame beat USC? So that's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> where is that game going to be played at? Is that, is that in Notre Dame? I don't care where it's played. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, so John Roberts, if y'all haven't figured out, he's a proponent of chaos in the college football playoffs. You, so. you need that. You need that. You need that. You need that. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So. So, yeah, you were talking about Arkansas. Uh, they surprised me yesterday. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Louisville beat NC State yesterday, and they're seven and four now. Uh, just <laughs> How about Aub- Iowa? Hey, Auburn. How about Auburn Iowa? played a really good second half and pretty much something. They did. They did. We're not ever really seen a whole lot of second halves out of Auburn. Yeah. And. Uh, they scored 24 and gave up zero in the second half. Yeah. Oregon, um, Oregon and Utah was a good game late. Yeah, and uh, Georgia Tech upset North Carolina and basically knocked them out of college football playoff uh, consideration yesterday. So I don't think they was going to the playoffs regardless. So. Well, but they were still a one-loss team. See, that's what's gonna be. That's what's gonna be funny is when. Clemson loses to North Carolina in the championship game. Yeah, it's possible. And then that's what's going to knock Clemson out. Then you'll say, okay, goodbye to the ACC when North Carolina knocks out Clemson in Charlotte. The USC-UCLA game last night was a great game, back and forth. Um, USC pulled it out 48-45. It was a great game. Um, the Oregon, the Oregon Utah game was a really good game last night. It was twenty to seventeen. 
Yeah. Overall, it was yep. a fun day for college basketball. Not college football, sorry, college football. Uh, with the yeah, upsets, that, that 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 really with, shocked with, me. Yesterday. With it being that score, you know, yeah. With it being, you know, the fact that there were a lot of, uh, you know, big time teams playing, you know, small time teams, and mm. you know, I mean, because the other one that nobody has talked about is. Vanderbilt beating Florida. Listen, listen, yeah. that you you're right about that, man. I was they on a two game winning streak. When the last time Vanderbilt had a two game winning streak in the SEC? That's what I thought of the season. In the SEC. At the beginning of the season. Okay. Well, but in the SEC, <laughs> the beginning of the season, they won. The we're doing game. SEC. Well, we're doing the SEC. That's that's yeah, unheard two, two of. I thought streak in the SEC. No, that, that's uh, that's, it's, it's been, been at least three or four years at the minimum. Man. Yeah, because they won yeah. one game, you know, whenever the, their their losing streak ended. So they had won at least a game, you know, two to three, four years ago, whenever it was. Right. But back-to-back, back, I thought he deserved a contract extension before my guy Stoops got one, but maybe I don't know something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Stoops contract <laughs> extension, to be quite honest with you. That was a, that was a little a bit of surprise, surprise today. And from what I have heard – this contract was actually signed the day before the Vanderbilt game. Mm. Wow. Gotcha. So yeah, maybe yeah. he maybe he's on somebody's radar now. He he could, you know, those buyouts. Yeah, are, are, you know, there's serious. there's teams looking, so he may be on somebody's radar. And this contract extension was actually signed the day before the Vanderbilt game. So well, and they was somebody said on there tonight said, "Yeah, we're signed, we're giving big deals to coaches, making more money." Cal Perry to, to finish six and six or seven and five. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So you know he is uh, now scheduled for the next till two till twenty twenty five to make a half a million more dollars than John Calipari at Kentucky. Well, the biggest issue is not Stoops. Let's just slam that out of the way. It's the offensive coordinator. You look at the fourth quarter yesterday against Georgia. When they had to make plays, they was they was gaining chunks on that Georgia defense. They were. And, and, you know, they wait till the fourth quarter to wake up and play. Why not do this early in the game? They just don't do it. They don't unleash. They, they play too close to the vest and and – you know, they, you know, Kentucky all season long has just not played that way. And that's, that's the reason why they're setting at six and five instead of setting at eight and three or nine and two, which is possible. They, they had the players that they could be setting at nine and two, eight and three. Um, but they just chose not to open up a, a playbook on offense. And, and it's not just that the offensive line has been atrocious and, you know, maybe that had played a part in opening up. The well, yesterday well. they played pretty good. So, yeah. Against a good Georgia front forward too. Right. They did. Cause there was a couple plays there in the fourth quarter. And even in the third quarter, that some of Georgia's secondary was getting burnt. Well, Kentucky and has some speed and some talent on the outside. I mean, Brandon Brown's, Brown's a five-star kid. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the the normal Kentucky players that people think about, two- and three-star guys. 
Kentucky, this team's got some talent. If they just utilize that talent and and get an offensive coordinator. Right. I agree. I mean, I've heard some rumors of Dan Mullen possibly being there, but it's just rumors as of right now. As the OC. As an OC? Yep, as an OC, yeah. It, um, where, where, where it? Kentucky. Kentucky. There's been some rumors floating around the last two or three days that Dan Mullen is being talked about up there for the OC at Kentucky. How much money would they pay him to be I the OC? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I've heard some rumors. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. What's if the? I don't know if any of it's true. I'm not saying to, that I know anything about it. I've just heard a few rumors. There's been a few people talking, and it's media people and people that cover the team. I'm not getting it from, you know, Joe Blow that, you know, said it off of Twitter or whatever. It's media people who cover the team. That would be a huge get for them if they if they could pull that off. Yeah. He's one of the brilliant minds on the offensive side of the ball. So Right. I mean, that, that would be a, that would be a huge get for that. For it that would team. be. So I, you know, and like I said, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but it is coming from a few media people that cover the team. So, um, you know, it would be an absolute huge get, a hundred percent. And uh, you know, Dan Mullen does have a great offensive mind. He is available and. If he could come in as the OC at Kentucky, well, and he, definitely open. He's great with up. quarterbacks too, and you know that's like I was saying with the offensive coordinator. If they could bring somebody in and change up this offensive coordinator situation and get away from this old style run, round and pound, Big Ten play, they do. They'd succeed a lot better in the SEC because you're not going to win games, you know. Pounding in that. I mean, they might be a few games here and there. You're not going to win games in the SEC just by going off, you know, taking care of the ball and try. You win by playing. You got to open it up and score yeah. points. Look at South Carolina last night. Right. You got to open it up. I mean, even though points. they gave up 38 points, they did enough on offense to win the game. Well, I would think, you know, they scored 63 points. So, I mean, you know, right. Yes. Another thing I wanted to kind of – it's off topic, but did anybody see the Arkansas fan take the Ole Miss guy's helmet last night? I just seen it on Twitter, I think, an hour ago when I was at the gym. No, I didn't see that. (laughs) Wow. Took numbers eight helmet and ran off in the stands. Really? Mm -hmm. I just seen it on Twitter about an hour ago. Huh. That's crazy. And the law enforcement was going after him, and I don't know if they got – I don't know – he shouldn't be back to a – I wouldn't allow him back in a football game, to be honest. I, I, I don't think that they were in uh, uh, dire need of catching him at that time. Uh, I think they let the man get off. Twitter, The Twitter uh, police will probably catch him later on. Did you – John, you, you sent me a thing where a fan was running on the sideline, a Pac-12 game last night, and got demolished by a security guard. Do you remember seeing that, Hammonds? Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah, like, he got somebody laid put out. On, somebody put on there said, uh, "said looks like 2,000 receipt 
the year 2000 receivers running into Sean Taylor. Yeah, I mean, he got <laughs> hammered. I mean, they laid him out. <laughs> they did do that. They did definitely do that. <laughs> and that was a security guard chasing and running him down. They need him on the field. <laughs> yeah, he was right on the sideline. Hey, I seen yeah, that too. Yeah, he was, was right on the sideline. Yeah, I seen him. He laid out for him too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Everybody wants their five seconds of fame. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're going to switch to some basketball talk here and kind of do a little bit of wrap up for the weekend on some basketball. You know, on Friday night, Indiana Xavier was a really good game to watch. Come down to the end, Indiana pulled it out 81 79. I know Hammonds was watching it. Anybody else watch any of the caught, Indiana I, Xavier I, I games? Caught, I caught the tail end of it. Uh, he had a he had a layup to win it, and he missed it. But it it was a good game. It was a good game from what I what I caught when I got in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, <clears throat> Xavier's one of those teams that's always pretty tough, a pretty tough out, and uh, they they play scrappy scrappy ball. Got a lot of women are trailing right now to Stanford. You said you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to the women side of it because they are playing right now. Uh, Stanford was actually ahead at halftime, 35-31 against South Carolina at home. I'm not sure what it is right now, but I'm fixing to check it here in a minute. What got me Friday was Texas A&M getting beat like they did to Texas Colorado. Texas A&M got trounced by Colorado. By 30. By 30. That, yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah. I couldn't believe I, I had to check the score. Colorado beat, lost to Grambling, beat Tennessee, lost to, was it UMass? Yeah. Might have been you, Mass, that they lost to. And then turned around and throttled Texas A&M on Friday night. Exactly. It done, the most Jekyll and Hyde team I've seen so far this <laughs> yeah. year. And then Kansas. Texas A&M almost had a real bad, real bad weekend in sports. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then Just the, because Baylor, the, the we fact had, that they, we were playing, talk- they were playing UMass and and. Baylor kind of struggled against Virginia. Yeah, the Virginia's last time over. we were together, we talked about the Virginia-Baylor game. Virginia's and, good. And Virginia controlled that game and scored 86 points, by well, the way. Well, when you control the defensive side of things, it makes a difference how you win a basketball game. Right. Because Virginia's got a good defense. So Virginia and Illinois play in that championship today, actually. Um, and Baylor and UCLA, the two games that we had picked, two teams – um, are playing in the consolation game. And the Oregon-Houston uh, game would be a good game tonight. Yeah, the Oregon-Houston games tonight too. So those are those are some games. Of course, the UK-Gonzaga game is tonight. Um, we had Josh Linky on with us on Friday night. Jason Harrison, I don't know if you caught that, but it's a pretty good uh, pre preview of that game and what it means for college basketball. We posted it on Friday night. You can check that out. Okay. Me and Hammond's uh, done an interview with uh, um, a sports writer for Gonzaga, and he has his own podcast. His name is Josh Linky. Um, check that out, guys. Anybody who's listening, check out that interview. It's a great interview. It's kind of previewing this game for tonight. But going back to Friday night, so Kansas struggled with Southern Utah. Did anybody notice that game? Friday night? I didn't notice that. 
they were, uh, you know, they come off the Duke win on Tuesday night, and then they barely beat Southern Utah, 82-76 to 76 on um, Friday night. So you, in college basketball, sometimes you just never know, you know? <clears throat> no, you never know. Um, and on, that's why March Madness is so watched and so heavily loved because all it takes is one shot. Right. One game can change the course of everybody's season. So, and then if, and if you're not playing at home, and if you're playing at home, you know, sometimes the crowd plays a factor too. If students are not there, you know, guys don't get up. Cause I remember <clears throat> playing and sometimes you had to, you know, had to pump your own self up when the students were gone for holiday breaks and things of that nature. So, right. and then if you're on the road, like I said, a neutral crowd. So you never know, man. These kids are going through a lot. Uh, but, Man, that's why you play the game. Right. Anybody who's listening to us, Jason played for Ole Miss, the Ole Miss Rebels, uh, graduated in 2002, made it to the Sweet 16. And uh, so he was a point guard on on that team or for those teams. So he, he has some experience and he knows a, a little bit more about actually being in these gyms and, you know, and playing arenas and playing. So – that's what he's talking about. Um, the Illinois-Virginia game is going on right now. Is anybody watching it? It's on ESPN. Virginia, Virginia is up 45 to 42, it looks like. It's on ESPN. It's actually playing right now. UCLA and yeah, it's the second half. About about ten nine minutes to go. Yeah, Virginia's up three right now. Yeah, pretty good game. Yeah, it's a good game to watch if anybody's on yeah, with us or whatever. Um, now, now I wish I was in Vegas watching it. The T-Mobile Center. I wish I was in Vegas right. Yeah, now. yeah, it's out in Vegas. It's a little tough. <laughs> hey, wouldn't uh, on that on that Ole Miss was it two thousand one team? Wasn't they a guy by the name of Raheem Lockhart? Yeah, Big Lockhart. Big Lockhart was the anchor on that team. He sure was. Yeah, he was a good basketball player, Lockhart was. Yeah, even better guy, even better guy. Whatever happened to Lockhart? I was just curious. Uh, he went in, uh, he, you know, he was the, actually scored the first bucket in the, uh, what they call the G League, the D League now. You know, he went on, he got drafted in that league and then he went on to coach, um, He's coaching right now, high school right now. So he coached junior college. Man, he's been coaching for a long time. So okay, a lot of players, in, uh, Division One. Sounds like a lot, a lot of the guys you played with went on to be coaches. Yeah, that's probably why we were so good. We had a good understanding of, of the game, right? And actually teach it. So that's why we jailed so much ago. We had smart guys. And yeah, it sounds like a whole bunch of the guys you played with, you know, all went on to be coaches. So I know happen. this is off topic a little bit with speaking of your playing days, but what was it like playing that Arizona team? Man, that man probably mm-hmm. the best team we had faced from a from a um from a player standpoint. They had if I'm not mistaken, six guys that went on to play in the NBA. Which uh, which Arizona team are you talking about? You talking about Bibby? No, 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 no. That Bibby, I think he was a ninety. He was ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah, I was I was still in high school watching. He was talking about the Richard Jefferson, Gilbert Arenas, okay, uh, Jason Gardner, Jason Gardner. Yeah, those that team was probably the, by far because we had played against Kentucky. Kentucky had Tayshawn Prince and 
keep Bogus in the cover. And you know, the SEC was filled, but those guys had, were, were pretty loaded. And man, we had we had a time with them, man. We you played against in, but you played against days. Chuck Hayes too, didn't you? Chuck Hayes sure did. Chuck yeah. Hayes, yeah. Chuck Hayes. What was the he toughest arena to play in as a basketball player? You know, you got all these uh, SEC arenas and. Man, I, I would say all of them, but I think the toughest for me when I first got to college and the only time that I had ever been nervous was when I went to Temple. And uh, I played against uh, – they, they were huge. Yeah. Pepe Sanchez was still the point guard. And so I was a little bit intimidated going there. But after that, I mean, well, every arena is tough. That's a small Coliseum in Temple, and they feel that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but me seeing, you know, guys I'd normally seen on TV – Right. And I, I'm just this little freshman out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And right. Now I'm playing again. I'm in Philadelphia. We're playing against right. Temple. And, you know, I, I think I was a bit nervous and then uh, I calmed down. Right. Robert, you still on with us? I am. All right, man. I just checking. <laughs> yeah. I was, just, I was just checking on you. And? Nope, I'm here. All right, man. So, uh, of course, like I said, me and John, we talked to Josh Linky, and we kind of previewed the UK-Gonzaga game. One thing that I want to mention that we brought up when we've done the interview is, you know, this is a brand-new rivalry game, basically, um, between Kentucky and Gonzaga that, that college basketball fans don't normally get to see. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty big deal for this for the realm of college basketball, I think, to get these two what is now top teams. Gonzaga for the last 10 years has been a pretty much top team in college basketball. And uh, I think it's a pretty big deal. What do you think, Jason? I think it is. Um, to have uh, those uh, illustrious programs play each other, because Gonzaga travels well, Kentucky <clears throat> travels well. Like you said, Coach Hill did a remarkable job. Yeah, over the past two decades there, and, absolutely. Uh, man, he, he and he and the transfer portal has really helped him out as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I th- I think he does a good job. I think he's a good players coach as well. They just hadn't been able to get over that hump to get him a national championship. But they've been but, right like there said, though. They've been right. I mean, right there, always yeah, right have. there. And like you say, and man, he he's had a lot of pros too. So he, he has, especially yeah, the so. last ten years, he's had a lot of pros. Exactly. Yeah. Even though Kentucky has dominated over the course of the drafts and things like that, um, he had both programs are, are well coached and, uh, you know, they have great players. Yeah. And that game comes on tonight at 6.30 um, ESPN, Central Standard Time. Anybody wants to catch that game tonight? You know, another um, team that we didn't discuss today was Maryland. You know, they got Coach Wheeler, former – St. Hall Coats. And I tell you, he's got them ahead of schedule. Hey, I, I, I played against. They Coach, dominated. I played against Kevin Willard in, in high school. He, he was, he's from Bowling Green and I'm from uh, Barron County, Glasgow, Kentucky. And it's, it's the town over. And I'm telling you, he was a point guard on that team and his teams were always, always good and tough to beat. Absolutely. Yeah, and they uh they beat Miami today, I think eighteen points. That was uh Maryland, right? 
Yeah, he's talking about Maryland. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I somebody was calling in. I'm, I hate that happens. And like everybody wants to call right now. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's talking about Maryland. That's who he's talking about. Yeah, Maryland surprised me this year. They surprised me. Uh, hey, I'm telling you, really I'm telling you, Kevin Willard's a good good coach. He's proving it. He's proving it right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to the girls game for a few minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this Stanford South Carolina game. You know, South Carolina's the number one team in the country on the women's side of college basketball, and they are playing at number two Stanford. There's four minutes and 45 seconds to go in the game, and Stanford is ahead 54 to 50. So it, that, is that game, second half. It's second half. Yeah, it's it's the well, it's the fourth quarter actually in in the women's well, fourth game. Fourth quarter. Yeah, it's wow. it's that game's on ABC. If anybody wants to flip it over and watch, I mean, Don Staley, Aaliyah Boston for South Carolina is playing against Stanford. Stanford plays um, a really um, defensive game. You know, they've always done that at Maples Pavilion. Um, and uh, they have a girl by the name of Hannah Jump. Her last name is Jump. Kind of a cool name for basketball. Her name is Hannah Jump. She's averaged, I think, around 17 a game this year so far. Um, where is she from? I, I don't know where she's from, Roberts. I'm not sure. It's a unique last name, and I know somebody that lives in Tennessee that's from Tennessee whose last name is Jump. Which well, is, I mean, it, again, she could be. I really didn't dig into it <laughs> that much, but her name is Hannah Jump, and it's kind of a cool name. She's one of Stanford's best players. She's a guard. Um, she can fill it up from what from you know from everything that I see. She's averaging about 17 a game, and uh, they are uh, playing a really great defensive game. South Carolina, just about every game they play on the women's side. You know, they score anywhere from 80 to 100, 110 points a game. They have 50 with four minutes and 12 seconds to go in this game. So. Um, I see a 55, 52 under four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a great game. It's number one versus number two in the women's game. And, you know, um, you're not going to get a better game this season minus the tournament probably than these two game this these two teams playing this game today. Not not in my opinion. I mean you got Iowa that is a really good girls program. Um and if you know Iowa plays one of these two teams, that would be a great game to watch too. So there is a couple of other games that possibly could happen, but I really think this Stanford Stanford South Carolina game is a great game for the girls side. Um so I just kind of wanted to bring that up. We did talk about the NC State UConn game the other day, just a little bit on the girls' side. UConn did win pretty big at home, ninety-one to sixty-nine. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to bring that up because we did talk about that, mention it the other day, a little bit when we were together. So yes, it's hard to win up there, like in storms. It's hard to win. Hard yeah, you pretty good to go with those yeah, NC State. Yeah, is, it's hard to win. Yeah, NC State is the 10th ranked team in the country. It was just a top, uh, you know, a top 10 matchup that I thought we would talk about. It is really hard to beat UConn. It's hard to beat UConn 
and Gino anyway, no matter where they play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying on the women's side. It's hard to beat UConn and Geno anyway, but playing at home is another animal, even on top of that. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd bring this game up. Anybody wants to finish watching the last three minute, three and a half minutes? I think it's 55-52 in the Stanford South Carolina game, and that's uh, going to be a great game to uh, to kind of uh, gauge the season. Uh, for, in the game of the women's college basketball, I think. so. Mm. And Roberts, if you want to look up where Hannah Jump is from, that, that might be where she's at. I'm not sure. I didn't look that up. Yeah, give me a second. All right. Let's see. Yeah. One-point game. Hmm. Yeah, Stanford's been, um, you know, one of those programs in the women's game since I was a since I was a a, a, a little kid since the '80s that um, has always been a good program on the women's side of the ball. No, nah, she's from uh, she's from California. She's from California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like I said I didn't dig into it quite that much, but I did know that. Um, She's a she's a guard that plays for them. She's probably one of their better players. I think she was averaging about 17 a game so far this season. Yep. Yeah. So just doing a little bit of coverage. We're going to try to cover some of the bigger games and some of the stuff. And, and it doesn't get much bigger than one versus two at Maples Pavilion in Stanford. So I thought we'd give it a little bit of pub. Mm. Stanford's defense is pretty good down the stretch. I'm looking at uh, South Carolina's going to have to make some jump shots because they're really packing the paint. Yeah. Uh, you know. Stanford's probably one of the only teams that can match up with the athletes that, um, Stamp, that South Carolina always has. Oh, yeah. I mean, Don uh, Staley's got a team full of athletes. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stanford, oof, they are giving you know, you know, South Carolina, you know, South Carolina has a junior that comes off the bench as a backup center who is six foot seven. Man. And she's uh, she's six she seven go- and she can't even start because Aaliyah Boston is so good. And she averages yeah, uh, and she Aaliyah averages Boston. like twelve or thirteen points a game. Off the bench, in behind Aaliyah Boston, and she's six foot seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that's that's huge for a woman. You know it is. Did Did anybody see where Vanderbilt got fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for rushing the field, and it was mostly parents and and alumni? No, I didn't see that. Did they just announce it today or something? You talking about I for the Florida it. game? The Florida game, yeah. Yeah. And they actually walked on the field. They didn't rush the field. They actually walked on the field. And it was just parents and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man. That's crazy. That South Carolina game last night, I'm still not 
Hey, you can't play much better than Spencer Rattler played last night. He was 30 of 37, 400 and some yards, six TDs. You can't play much better than Spencer Rattler did yesterday. In the words of Mason Cross, shake, rattler, and roll. Yep, shake, (laughs) rattler, and roll. You can't, honestly, I got to give Spencer Rattler credit, all the credit in the world. You cannot play much better than Spencer Rattler did yesterday against a top five team in the country. Tennessee didn't help matters. You know, even Hooker got hurt. One thing Hooker I got Hooker got hurt, you know, and and I don't think that really helped them though because they was already down three touchdowns. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, the secondary was absolutely atrocious. Yep. Spencer Rattler picked them apart yesterday. Like and I said, he so, was thirty or thirty-seven. Word, and there's word going around that their linebacker, um, Jeremy Banks, apparently he got. Somebody posted he got hurt, but they said that they had an altercation in the locker room with him and Hendon Hooker. So I don't know what to believe on that. So, so he was a he was a major problem with not having him because he's he's one of the leaders on that defense. And then uh, with with Hooker with Hooker getting hurt, you had uh, you also had Corum I think get hurt, and that's two of the. Heisman yeah. Trophy candidates right, right there. They got hurt. So, is Corm is Corm yeah, going to be able to play against Ohio State? That's a big question. That's a good question, and um, I don't know. And the uh, you know with those guys getting hurt, if Corm can't, can't go on, we already know that Hooker. I'm pretty certain is done with the way that his was. Well, from what I've heard, uh, Hooker's done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I talked so, to uh, I talked to John Dunn today. He said that he talked to he was a he's a beat writer for the Vols. He said that he talked to Hend- <laughs> he talked to Hendon's mother last night. Yeah, and it's not good. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's an mean, ACL it, it, or it something. Like a, I was about to say it looked like a an ACL, MCL type deal. Either yeah, way, I mean I don't know that for certain, that he, but that's what I've seen. You know, heard rumor wise. So. Hey guys, it looks like Stanford might pull this game out against South Carolina. They're up uh, twenty-seven Big three. seconds to go. Big three. Big three. Did they hit 60 it? Sixty to fifty-nine. Oh, did they South hit a three? I watched three. Michigan yeah. yesterday, and I watched Ohio State, and I just think Ohio State's a better team, but both of them struggle mightily. They do, you know? but if Michigan is playing without Corum, I, I just don't know that they can. They can hang with Ohio State. Next if Corum's out, running is their bread and butter. So if Blake Corum is out, I don't see I don't see Michigan with a chance to be Ohio State. You know, and Ohio State's going to be in for it this week because you know last year they got beat at Michigan. You know, it was remember it was a snow snow game. Yep, and uh, you know a lot of things went Michigan's way last year. And I think this week there's a chance that Ohio State's going to be up for that game. You know, it been at the shoe. So there's a lot of revenge factor with that. Oh, yeah. 
one thing I want to mention, the AP Top 10 come out today. Um, USC did land at that five spot um, in the AP poll. And uh, that is the first time that USC has been in the top five since 2017. Wow. Just, just so anybody knows. So that's, it's been. Top uh, five in the AP? Yep. That's the first time that USC has been top five in the AP poll since 2017. Have they been in the Have they been in the playoff like top four at any given time? I wonder. Not since the college playoffs started. I Not think. since the college yeah. playoffs started. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't remember them ever being in the top four. I was just wondering if the if in the college football playoff poll they had ever made it into, you know, as ever being considered in as opposed to i mean i know that they never actually made it but i'm just saying you know in you know for that week if right they, if they, i'm not the sure if they've ever been point. in the four spot or something before i'm not real sure but i know in the ap poll i've seen that they have not been ranked in the top five since 2017. it's crazy so, yeah i mean that's that's a pretty long run for usc not to be in the top five so this week, how are we gonna how are we gonna do? You, you you mentioned last night about with our families and stuff. What did you wanna? Did yeah, you wanna do? So a you know, this park? week this week is Thanksgiving for everybody. So we're gonna uh, we're not gonna do a Thursday show. I mean, that's that's a holiday, and we're probably not gonna do anything on Friday and Saturday either. Trying to let everybody enjoy their family for the holiday. I think we're going to do a Tuesday show and a Wednesday show. John Roberts has got somebody lined up to join us as a guest on Wednesday. If you want to tell us a little bit about that, John, tell us who it, tell us yeah, who it so, is. Yeah, so we got, we got Landrum Roberts, um, who is a co-host on uh, Jocks 94.5 out of Birmingham. He is a part of the show Three Man Front, which uh, is comes on – uh, from 10 to noon on uh, Monday through Friday on jocks. Uh, he's got Pat Smith on that. And it used to be Cole Kublick. It used to be Landrum Cole and Pat Smith or Landrum Cole and Aaron Suttles, even at the very beginning. Um, but uh, Cole uh, has that show with uh, Greg McElroy now. They kind of changed up their lineup on the on the station. So now it's uh, three man front is without Cole, but it has everybody else that was originally on that show. Um, and then he also hosts a, uh, a show in the morning. I think it's just jocks in the morning or something like that. And it's from six to seven in the morning. You can check these out on the jocks app. Um, and then of course they have all the, uh, the, uh, segments podcasted or hours, you know, hours of the show podcasted. Uh, on the app as well and um but he uh he also does the sideline reporting for the uab blazers as well right Landon. Uh, so he was so yeah so he was in uh he was in baton rouge this past weekend um right. and uh so yep yeah that's uh so that's Landrum. he's so it's a, you know it's a big deal for us to get a uh, a radio host on with us and he's going to be on with us Wednesday night, so we will be uh, posting that. It'll be late Wednesday night. I think we're not going to we're going to record it and then post it afterwards. So 
it'll be late Wednesday night when we get that posted. But Hammonds, we're, I think we're going to do a show on Tuesday um, about 6, if we can get everybody together. And then I think our show with Landrum on Wednesday is going to be at 7. That's what time we're taping them, recording them. Um, the shows will be posted after we record them. And then if we can all get together next Sunday and do a weekend wrap-up, I would like to do that. But you guys just let me know. I mean, it's a holiday weekend. I don't know if 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 we can this all get would, together. And this would be a good chance for us to to plug, you know, three man front and possibly maybe get Greg McElroy on. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, former Alabama quarterback. Absolutely. You know, he, you know, he would be a, this 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 will open the door for other. Uh, other personalities from that station. Right. The, just doc, the right Doc's now, radio station is a big station there in, in Birmingham, so it's a big deal for us. Right. And so for me right now, this is – he's the one that's the going to be the, the – I would say the easiest accessible one right now. Um, right. And I would definitely work with him on this because once – you know, if we do what we need to do and we, we do everything right, then I believe that you can, you know, you can go and move around within that. But I like, I always have, I've always kept up a good relationship with, with Landrum. Um, we, he's partnered with, uh, um, my wife when my wife had, uh, used to work with nonprofit. He's partnered with, uh, with her. And had the station and or he himself, not necessarily as, you know, a representative of the station, but he himself, you know, did some stuff. So that's what's, you know, pretty cool about him. And uh, so right, uh, him and Cole went to my high school. Now they're about seven years older than I am. So <laughs> right. about six or seven years older. Um, and, and by the way, he's no relation to you either, right? Correct. No relation between, uh, between he and I, uh, we just happen to have the same last name. There's a lot. I just, I just wanted to point that that out to listeners or to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not, they don't, (laughs) he is, he is unrelated to me, but, uh, there's a lot of things about him that you probably would be like, are they related? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, but I but I did want to point that out to our listeners and stuff. So, um, right. You, you guys do have the same last Wednesday, name. Is, yeah, normally on Wednesday, him and a guy named Matt McLaren, who used to, uh, who's come from Dallas, who is back in Birmingham. He he actually did a stint in Birmingham and went back to Dallas. But when he's in Dallas, he was, you know, part of the either the pregame or postgame shows for the. the the Cowboys, the Rangers, the Stars, and the Mavericks. So he he's been plugged in, you know, with you know radio in Dallas, and is a uh, I mean, he's native of the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, area. The guy's name is Matt McLaren, right. and he and Landrum on Wednesday nights do like a I can't remember what they call their show, but they do a show at uh, this place called Soho Social, which is a place that has allowed me to do whenever we do some live stuff on site, I can do it at Soho. So, okay, cool. Again, 
my relationship with the people from Soho through the people at Jack's. <laughs> so right. it's, so, um, so John has John Roberts here. He has, you know, a kind of relationship with a few of the people at this radio station, Jock's radio station in Birmingham. And it is one of the larger um, sports radio stations in the South. Isn't that right? Yes. It's usually like, okay, so it's, it's the, I would say it's one of the premier ones in the, uh, in the South and the Southeast. And I mean, again, um, Birmingham has got just a huge listenership for college football and, you know, just because of the, the fact that there's no pro teams and, you know, just the, the big passion for college, you know, for yeah. football down here. So, right. um, so this is the radio station that started probably what, like in the, I don't know, early 1990s, like 1990, 91. Yeah. And this is the radio uh, as station. an AM radio station. <laughs> Yeah, it's the radio station that Paul Feinbaum came from. They launched Paul Feinbaum, um, and uh, so your Harvey Updike call that, that that set the world on fire was called into this radio station. Um, all that stuff was done. You know, I mean, again, he he built his name. Uh, you know, after he did his uh, his his newspaper career, his radio career. Uh, got started at this station right so, at this radio yep. station so it's a it is an absolute yep. honor for us to be able to have landon roberts come on with us wednesday night so if anybody like i said wants to join and 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 listen and you know um check out landon roberts roberts with us on wednesday night we would appreciate that um i do want to give a shout out and looks like the uh stanford south carolina game went into overtime so, and then Virginia and Illinois is with just a little bit over a minute to go. Virginia's up 62-58 in the championship of that Vegas tournament. Um, and it's going on right now. There's just a little over a minute to go. It's on ESPN. <clears throat> and the South Carolina Stanford yeah, game good. is on ABC. It's a lot of good, a lot of good sports on, on a good Sunday today. Right. <clears throat> So, Jason, we appreciate you being on with us, man. Um, we will uh, get this one posted, and we've been live, so everybody's been uh, listening. You know, anybody that's been on here been listening as well. So um, we appreciate you being on with us, and uh, we'll probably well, wrap this. I appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, man, we'll probably wrap this show up. Uh, we've been on about an hour. I try to keep these weekend wrap-ups to about an hour, so. Um, we are college sports cast. We're covering all of college sports. Uh, we're doing basketball and football mainly, but like I said, women's basketball starting up. We're going to do some baseball in the spring next year. Um, we are doing, we have some team affiliations lined up. We're going to be giving away some final four tickets. Um, we're going to be Given a little bit more information, we have two tickets to the Final Four next year to give away in Houston. So stay tuned for that. And so there's a lot of exciting things going on here at College Sportscast. Uh, we, we now have a link tree, um, and you can find us all. It is, it is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, College Sportscast.
and it is Linktree, and you can find our TikTok, our Facebook, John Roberts and John Hammond's Twitter, uh, my Twitter. Um, what else do we have on there, guys? We have a couple of things on there, but all, all of our uh, platforms for our podcast, whether that be Apple or Spotify, or we have tons of them. There's tons of them. You can go on there and catch us all, whichever uh, platform you like to use to listen to us. We would appreciate if you guys would follow us. Give us a follow. Give us a like. And we will catch you guys on Tuesday night. I just want to say thanks again to John, John, and Jason. We got the three J's going on with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we got the three J's here with right us tonight. Too. So uh, I just want to say I appreciate y'all being on with me, man. 